What's happening, everybody? Put that down. Welcome to Film Junkie Live. It is Monday, December 4th. Holy crap, we're already in December. Christmas will be by, and then all of a sudden we're going to be in 2024, and, uh, well, I'm going to predict the end of the world's going to happen in 2024. Subscribe! That's why you should subscribe, I guess. That's what I'm getting at right there before the end of the world, but hopefully you guys are doing good. Yeah, also uh, hit that notification bell, do all that, share the stream, do everything, and hopefully you guys had a great weekend. I sure as hell did. So let's see who is out there. Who's out there? Let's pull up the chats. Let's pull up the chats. Oh, come on. Scroll up. There we go. We got Mr. Fear Jason right here. Always good to see you, buddy. All right. We got Ryan as well. Mr. Harboiled, Sebastian Stan's upcoming performance is going to be huge. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. And if you guys are wondering what the hell we're talking about, well, you'll you'll see it a little bit. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Anyways, I think you guys uh, understand where, what's happening. Hey, Miss Lisa Jackson, what is happening? Good to see you out there. Evening, everybody. Dave, who do you think could direct or write the Paradise Lost show? I thought McCoy. Yeah, but McCoy is busy with Tom Cruise, so maybe not then. I don't know. I'll have to think about that one. There's Miss Nighthawk. And if, and if you guys watched the Silent Night first reaction review, you saw a nice little cameo, a little appearance. Not a cameo. Cameo is usually quick. She was there the whole time. Miss Nighthawk was in there. So if you didn't check it out, check it out. The Silent Night uh, trailer. Our trailer, uh, first reaction. Go check it out. We had some fun with that one. What's going on, Niners for life? Your Niners, your Niners were basically Ace Ventura at the end of Ace Ventura when he like you know beats the shit out of the uh, the eagle mascot. You know, it's essentially what happened there yesterday, right? That's pretty cool. What's going on, Mr. Droga Axel? Um, I don't know. What should what should Axel draw draw next? I know you uh. You drew more like Red Robin stuff, I know, but uh, who else we got? Who else we got? Let's see. We got Shane right here. Shane O, what's happening? Happy Monday. Happy December. That's right. Yeah. Yep. She uh, she played. I, I never played Fallout, but the trailer looks really good. I will say that. We got Eric Patterson right here. You know what, Lisa? I know that all that stuff's happening, and I do want to talk about it, but I just, I know it's, like, in the middle of it. I think once, like, we start getting some more things out of the Jonathan Majors trial that's happening, I know that something was happening today. Saw something about that on my feed. But, yeah, there is not a lot of people talking about it, but I am curious to to hear the outcome of, of the whole thing. So, um, as soon as there is something, I definitely do want to talk about that. What's up? Uh, we got the punk loser alcoholic. I <laughs> wish uh, Zach had a solo Batman movie. I think we all do, right? And he still wants to do a certain Batman movie, that's for sure. Yep, with the aviators on. What's going on, Niner? Uh, whoop, there it goes, right up to date. Hey, what's going on? Stephanie T is here. Great to see ya. We got Seth right here as well. Can't wait for Rebel Moon. Can't believe it's already December. I know. The L.A. premiere is... Next Wednesday, not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday. So W Games, yeah, here we come. I know we're all gonna. I mean, uh, 
start, starting next week, we're all going to be like, uh, you know, finally seeing the first version of it, of course. So, uh, what's going on, Johnny Mac? It's been a while. Yeah. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, have you, uh, no, I have not seen Rebel Moon. I have not. No, no. Uh, I will, you know, see it hopefully, you know, soon. Hey, <laughs> folks in the comments on the vid thought it was, <laughs> don't say that. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, haha, yeah. Let's see. Hey, Dave, nice to hear that update from Zach uh, Snyder. Yes, I know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, uh, you know, like, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. That was part of it, of course. So, great. Stop. It's cold in Vegas. <laughs> I know. She lives in Canada, so we don't even know what cold is. Cold up there. I mean, I've heard stories because uh, one of my really good friend's wife is from Canada, and when he would visit up there, yeah, he said it was like, I mean, Canada apparently, you know, well, nor the north part of the globe, Canada especially, gets so cold that they, they tell you not to run because if you breathe too too hard, your lungs could free up, like freeze up. That's crazy. That's just crazy. That's too freaking cold right there. What's going on, Yakko the Fury Moto Muto? Good to see you. Good to see you. All right. But, uh, yes, we got plenty to talk about. A lot, like I said, lots of Zack Snyder stuff, and uh, we got some trailers that came out. Mainly everybody's talking about the Godzilla and Kong new uh, Empire trailer, a little bit of mixed bag right there. So we'll, like, dive into some of the trailer talk. And then, of course, box office. And I think I, 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 I'm hoping. Now well, I think this is it. This is the last time we're going to talk about the Marvels because, you know, whop, whop when it comes to that. And then we got some Deadpool 3 stuff that's going to be happening. So got to love that. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, today I kind of, I did, I did, um, I did upset some uh, Amber Heard fans when I posted my clip talking about when Zach talked about her. And it was funny too, because when in the, in the video or in the video, if you watch the full thing, I mean, obviously I had to clip it down a little bit, but I was defending Zach to the Johnny Depp side that was upset with Zach, you know, that whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, you can't please everybody, right? No matter what, someone's going to be upset because I did. It was kind of funny, too, seeing the mixed bag of reactions. But on Twitter, whoa, did uh, the Amber Heard fans came out. They came out. They came out. Oh, got called names and all that stuff. And they just, um, yeah, they, uh, they, they called me misogynist and they... Uh, someone even mentioned that apparently having a Deadpool, uh, you know, having this Deadpool, not poster, but picture right here, apparently that's, uh, that's a sign that you're a misogynist or something like that. I don't know. I saw stuff like that. It was quite entertaining, to be honest. It was quite entertaining. I know. Don't mess with the Amber. I know. And that's the thing. It was like, I was trying to defend Zach to the Johnny Depp side, you know, <laughs> because they were, you know, there was people that were more supporting Johnny Depp that were not happy what Zach said. So I was defending it going, what are you doing? It's okay, guys, shut up. You know, they have, you know, they've probably had a great relationship when they work together. So automatically Zach's like, oh, I'll definitely work with her again. I don't get it, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know the ins and outs of all the shit that happened with the trial, which was ridiculous. But that's what was funny about it. It was like, wait, I thought I was defending and being, you know, but yet, uh, but they said I was flipping his words. And I'm like, no, it's just kind of like, they were making it sound like they were making it sound like the Snyders and Amber Heard are like getting together and having dinners or talking on Zoom like all the time. Like they are so close. They are like this. I'm like, nah, I think it's more professional and they've had a good time with each other professionally. 
But, you know, again, can't really do that. So, yeah. And what could you do? But it was it was kind of funny because I, I was working and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, shit. I'm getting a lot of quote tweets, angry quote tweets on that clip. But, hey, what can I do? You can't please everybody. That's why I'm just like, can we just stop talking? Let's just stop talking about those two, huh? Can we just stop talking about those two? All right, let's see here. Let me make sure that's good. All right, let's get to these tweets. Start talking about some of the stuff right here. All right, hold on. There's that. Okay, that's good now. And uh, all right, here we go. What are we starting off? Let's, what are we starting off with here? Not that, not that. Okay, let's, uh, all right, let's start off with some Christopher Nolan stuff, huh? Let's start off with Christopher Nolan. And uh, he had something uh, pretty cool to say when it comes to Man of Steel. Ah, oh, I still have that. Why is that, that drop? I got to figure out why that drop is still. I have so many freaking drops right here, and I have, there we go. Turn that off. There we go. Ah, good God. Anyways, Christopher Nolan. Uh, it's talking a little bit more about Man of Steel and Zack Snyder, which is great. We want to hear more and more about, you know, we want Zack, we want Christopher Nolan to always support Zack. They're great friends. And, you know, we have to remember, too, remember that Christopher Nolan, he saw Justice League with, with Deborah, And he told Deborah like, don't ever show him Justice League. But he said right here, when it comes to Man of Steel, he says his favorite Zack Snyder scene is from Man of Steel, Kevin Costner's conversation with young Clark about his origins. Zack is known for his facility with iconic image image making, but his casting instincts are second to none. And that's actually true. That's very true. If you're a Zack Snyder fan or just, you know, even if you, if you don't hate the guy, you know that he's great with casting. And of course, they're. I mean, it's not the right image that they're putting right here because they're talking about when when Jonathan shows young Clark the ship and in that touching scene that always gets me choked up when when Clark says, "Uh, can I just be your son? And he goes, you are my son. And he embraces him. I think that's the scene that he's specifically talking about. Not this scene right here, but the Jonathan and young Clark scenes are just so freaking awesome in that movie. And just add so much depth to it. And I know some people don't agree with some of the things, but that's that's part of it right there. You know, this is somebody who loves his son so much, even though it's not his biological son. It is his son. And he wants to do everything that he can to protect him. And I love that Christopher Nolan acknowledged that and is loving that. So that's just cool stuff right there. And then speaking of Superman. We got some Superman posters that are made by some talented artists. And you guys know I'm a sucker for these right here. And we got Nuno Cernandez. Some concept concepts when it comes to Superman legacy. And I'm digging these right here because, you know, I mean, it's just kind of like it's a certain style. And I like this. It's a unique style. We got Superman right there, of course, lifting up the Daily Planet globe. Pretty damn cool stuff, but he's also got more. Let's go down and uh, look at some of some more things that he has right here. He has this one right here, too. That was one of the other ones that he put right there. So there's Mr. Corn Sweat. And, yeah, just unique. And, you know, to be honest, it's like, hey, hello, studios. Just hire some of these people to make some of your posters. Those are they're usually better posters. That's the thing. So that was the other one right there. I think that was about it. When it came to that, that's a pretty cool poster of Oppenheimer right there. Wow, that's from somebody else. But, yeah, it was mainly those two right there when it came to Superman Legacy. I dig it. I dig it. 
All right. Um, no, nope, we don't need that. Which one? That's the trailer stuff. Okay. Trailer, trailer, trailer. Okay. All right. People suck. People suck. Guys, people suck. Did you guys see this? Because obviously CCXP happened over the weekend. So a lot of cast and crew, you know, crew, they were showing posters. We have the whole entire Dune part two cast, not the whole cast, but most of the cast that was there. And when they were taking pictures and being all together, did you guys see this video? Someone chucked something on stage and it hit Florence Pugh right in the face. Look at this. Boom. What the hell? Someone chucked something on stage and it hit her right in the face. Why is this becoming a thing? What is going on, people? Oi. You get into some of this, you get into these events and you're going to chuck something on stage? That's ridiculous. This is like a, a trend that's been happening with some musicians where people have been throwing things on stage as well. Like not just, I mean, it's one thing to throw like what, a piece of clothing or something like that, but they're throwing like legit, legitimate things that could be lethal. It's ridiculous. It's actually absolutely ridiculous. So Jesus Christ, can we be better? Can we be better human beings, especially if you're going to be attending one of these conventions and one of these panels that you obviously paid to be there, I think, right? So why would you actually do that? Chuck something like that. I wonder what that was. It's ridiculous, man. It's just absolutely This is a close-up version. I, yeah, so boom, right there. I'm wondering what the heck that even was. Yeah, poor thing, but she's okay. She's tough. Man, but stop throwing things on stage. What is wrong with people? Hey, there's our Lex Luthor, but before we see him as Lex Luthor, we see him in Nosferatu. That's right, Nicholas Holt right here in Robert Eggers' Nosferatu. Man, they are teasing the absolute shit out of this movie. They're not really showing Nosferatu, which, of course, is uh, played by one of the uh, the brothers, right? I'm totally drawing a blank right now, but you guys know who I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, another shot exclusive from Total Film right here. I love the teasing of it because obviously you could see the the hand the fingernails hand, and it's kind of funny too because we just saw we just saw Nicholas Holt in in uh, uh, Renfield you know obviously the servant to Dracula and now all of a sudden he's going to be in this movie obviously Renfield was like Renfield was was uh, yeah it's Bill it's it Alex or Bill Skarsgård it's 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 Alex Skarsgård right yeah. I always get those uh, the two mixed up, but thank you. Yeah, it's one of the it's the scars guards, one of the scars guards. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny, like that. Um, yeah, we're he was in the Renfield movie, and now all of a sudden he's in this Nosferatu movie, and, and the images we're getting is like, okay, it's just like him with a vampire, him with a vampire. But uh, very much looking forward to that. I'm a huge Robert Eggers fan. I was also a fan of Andor. And a lot of people were, even though some people, a lot of people died, you know, some of the, the more vocal Star Wars fans thought it was boring and thought it was not good because I don't know who knows what the hell they actually want. But apparently, according to Disney Plus UK, because it's not on the list for 2024 releases, they're only talking about uh, Alkalite and Skeleton Crew coming out next year when it comes to Disney or when it comes to Lucasfilm Star Wars shows, nothing on the list when it comes to Andor, which sucks. 
everybody thought that it was going to be coming out in 2024, but apparently it's not going to be coming out in 2024. But then again, who knows? Maybe somebody messed up. So maybe we just got to wait and get like an official announcement or something like that. But according to what they're seeing when it comes to this list, it's not coming out in 2024. So we might have to wait till 2025 to see that. But it, I could have swore, though, that they actually I thought they were like, film, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's going on with that? But yeah, disappointing news when it comes to when it comes to Andor season two, for sure. And then I wanted to bring this up because I love really cool, awesome posters. Miss Lisa Jackson, I know you'll love this poster right here. Um, obviously we got at Batman 89, which is great, but, uh, we got this poster right here from West dance and it's just really cool because, you know, obviously it's both of them right there. The scene that we see before Jack turns into the Joker and, uh, you know, we see them in the mirror reflection as, uh, what they end up turning into. And I love it. It says like a Tim Burton film right there. We got Batman's shadow in the background right there. So I just thought that was a really cool poster that I'd show you guys. You gotta love that. You gotta love that. And there he is. There he is, Sebastian Stan, playing playing me. That's right. And of course, nobody can play me. Nobody can play Trump but Trump. But guess what? They they chose a good-looking man. They chose a good-looking man. <clears throat> oh, that one hurt the throat a little bit. They chose a good-looking man. They chose a winter soldier to play me. That's right. My recommendation. Good-looking fella. Not as good-looking as me. But yeah, there you go, guys. There is Sebastian Stan right there playing a young Donald Trump. Youngish? I don't know. It's called The Apprentice that's coming out. Um, yeah, and that's what he looks like right there. How? <laughs> uh, I mean, he went from Tommy Lee. He went. He played Tommy Lee earlier this year for the Tommy Lee, the Pam and Tommy Lee. Ah, why do I keep that? Keeps on happening. Um, anyways, but uh, yeah, he did that, and then all of a sudden it's just like. Now he's playing a young Donald Trump. <laughs> it's just like, this is this is it right here. There it is, guys. That's what he's looking like. Stan nailed that. Yeah, I mean, he did. He did. I mean, I, he's a talented actor. I'm just, I just got to hear the voice now. Like, how does the voice sound? How does the voice sound? Is he going to go hard on the, you know, the, is he going to go hard on all this? You know? I mean, obviously, when it comes to Trump, when he was younger, it wasn't like he wasn't doing like the Trumpisms as much as he does now. I mean, obviously, when you're trying to be a political figure and be this this that guy, you're going to do more of the Trumpism stuff. So maybe before like it, the younger Donald Trump, not so much with the Trumpisms, but there's still got to be Trumpisms. The hair looks better than what his hair actually looks like now. That's for damn sure. So it's going to be interesting to see what's happening when it comes to uh this little series right here. I mean, it's just like, what? What? That's in, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. And then we got David Ayer. David Ayer just tweeted this out not too long ago, probably about an hour ago, not even that long ago. He tweeted this out right here. Still pushing for that air cut. We still want the air cut to come out. Most definitely, but it says right here, because somebody was like, I still don't understand the want for this movie. It was shit. It, it was a shit movie to begin with. Ayer's version isn't going to make it any better. Nothing from the movie intrigues me in wanting more. Oh, see, see, see what they said? They, it, I don't want it. Me. I don't want it. Me. I don't want it. So we don't need it. Because I know this is very different from Zack Snyder's Justice League. Truly don't understand why people want to see this. And it's kind of funny, too, because somebody even said that, too. They're like, why, why push this movie? It was ass. And I'm like, that's why I want it. 
the movie we got was ass, sure. So let's get David Ayer's version because right here he says, there's a famous quote that nobody knows anything in Hollywood. SS-16, that's what he's calling it, which is Studio Squad, was, was a financially success and spawned a lot of sequels. My cut is vastly different, a much better playing film. Hard to believe, but the cuts couldn't be more different. That's right. Couldn't be more different right there. So that's what's that's what's intriguing about it. But like I said, I had somebody respond to me because I retweeted it and said, release the freaking air cut. And somebody was like, oh, the, the, the movie was ass. Like, why would you even want that? I'm like, well, that's why I want it, because his version is likely better. You see? You see what's happening there? Huh? You get it? You get it there? Oh, man. So some people just don't know. Right. They just don't know. All right. Got all the, the tweets out of the way here. Let me make sure that's uh, not that. Not that. Nope. Nope. Close that. Sorry. There we go. OK. David Ayer is really good director. And yeah, no, I hope he gets his cut out. I mean, it's such a weird. It's such a weird thing when it comes to uh, that whole thing. So it really is. It's just. I don't know. I know it's like, I mean, right now, everything's such in shambles with DC Studios. Not in shambles, but, you know, they're trying to just they're, they're trying to just get their feet on the ground for sure. But hopefully, like, at some point we can get that. But, I mean, it's just kind of, yeah, it's like James Gunn, I'm sure, you know, when he said, like, yeah, you know, you know, he probably enjoyed David Ayer's version. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of wonder, though. It's like, has James Gunn seen David Ayer's version of Suicide Squad? That's what I kind of wonder, too. It's like, has he seen it? Does he really want to release it? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, God, sorry. I got an itchy nose right now. Pardon me. Hopefully I'm not getting like a little uh, sickness or anything like that. I know like it is December now, so... But uh, I've taken a lot of my vitamin D today, so I think I'll be all right. Anyways, all right. Let's talk about Zack Snyder and all the craziness that has been released. Past few days, obviously, CCXP was happening this weekend. And huge presence over there when it comes to Rebel Moon and Zack and the entire crew. And we'll see some of the, uh, the video stuff right here. Uh, one of the first things that uh, was released when it came to Rebel Moon this past weekend was a poster. A poster. And I know, I know, I know what you guys are thinking. Too many, is there too many floating heads? What's happening? Is it a floating? Okay, it's a little floating, floating heady. But it's a little different, though. In my opinion, like you guys know, I always gripe about the floating head type of posters but the arrangement of this one i don't know it's just it it's a lot it's a lot better it really is what's going on tet i think it's great i think and the fact that the it's not it's not like they just took like a png file of every actor and just placed it somewhere these you could tell there's like a thing where it's it looks like it's drawn and then you got this border that's like not quite Right there, it looks like it's almost like a card. I don't know. I'm I'm digging this poster. Okay, it's a little floaty heady. I get it. I get it. But it's not your typical floaty heady, is what I'm getting at there. And I love how what's her name with the with the uh, the the swords right there is right in front of the logo. So it kind of just like goes across the logo. Pretty cool too. So a little floaty heady, but yes, not too shabby. 
Not your typical floaty, heady stuff right here. So, uh-oh. I'm going to plug my phone in. But one of the things that Zach talked about this weekend, hold on. Ah, oh, I didn't bring it. Shit. All right. We'll be all right. Um, one of the things that I wanted to uh, talk about, too, is like, because obviously we got a couple things when it comes to Batman, Superman, and just, you know, the DC stuff, which I know we can't get enough of. We always love it when he talks about DC stuff, regardless of like what side of the aisle you're on when it comes to people thinking that um, somehow in the next five, five years he's going to direct two uh, Justice League sequels for Netflix. But we got right here a quote. I'm not sure exactly where this was quoted from, but he did talk about Batman and Superman, and this is what he had to say. He elaborated on his approach to Batman and Superman, explaining why he didn't approach either character as pure propaganda. Quote, how could I look at Superman, Batman with a straight face and just say, here, he is, enjoy. Right? How could I look at, well, I just was rereading the same quote. I love the characters. I'm not saying I wanted to break them or make them less than they are, but I'm also not going to hand them over like a piece of pure propaganda that Superman is awesome or that Batman has an unbreakable moral code. Oh, what is that? What is that whole thing? Yeah, of course, when it comes to Batman doesn't kill, Batman doesn't kill, Batman doesn't kill, that whole thing. That shows up like every six weeks on my timeline and someone's always talking about Batman doesn't kill. Uh, or, and then, of course, everybody on the other side starts jumping on that. It's like, guys, just leave it be. We've had this argument time and time again. But I just thought that was kind of cool that he mentioned uh, the fact that his approach when it comes to um, when it comes to what he wanted to do with Batman and Superman. But then we got this right here. He was on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast with Josh Horowitz. And obviously, Josh Horowitz, he asks the great questions. He's a great interviewer and asks the question about, obviously, Zach talking about The Dark Knight Returns. In that article that we got from THR last week that we, uh, that we talked about was him saying that, you know, it would take a lot for him to coax him to come back to D.C. He's closed that chapter in his life, regardless of what people say that, that are behind a certain hashtag. Um, is the fact that it's like, okay, he would come back to do an authentic, 100% true-to-the-source material adaptation of The Dark Knight Returns, and we all know that he loves that story so much. So here's, like, some more on that, and kind of just, like, pitching how he would actually do it, which is pretty cool right here. So give a listen. Boop. I'm curious, like, you know, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns, for me, yeah. like many... It was it was Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns were the two. That's that's my that's my white whale, Dark Knight Returns. White whale. So that's, that's what I was going to ask. Okay. That's so, my holy that's my holy grail. One day, up so there. You you, obvi <laughs> you obviously you know you mine parts of it in a way for BVS, but the the I remember that this story remains. This was like I think you shot too much of that to make it. And I was like, I haven't, I promise you. So is, the, is that a dream? See, okay, so that's what's like, great I mean, right do, there. Do you, is because you... I've even, I think I even said in that, that video that I did last week was the fact that I'm like, all right, we already got, I think we got, you know, I, I don't need a Dark Knight Returns because we got, got a good chunk of it in BVS. But I love how he said, like, I promise you I did not. Because, yeah, and then you think about it, you think about the actual story, and you go, yeah, I guess there is a lot. There is a lot there. He just tapped into the whole, you know, the mech suit and taking on Superman and an older Batman. And, you know, there's still a lot more there when it comes to 
when it comes to that actual story. He just kind of scratched the surface just a little bit. Would it be Cavill or would it be Affleck? And then I mean, here we go right here. I think it would just be its own thing. See? And a lot of people are wondering about that, too. And a lot of fans were like, well, he could bring back Ben Affleck. He could bring back Henry Cavill. And it's like, yeah, he, he, he basically was just like, nah, it'd be its own thing. It wouldn't be any kind of association to what he was building already when it, comes to, when it came to his Snyderverse. Really? Yeah, I think it would be its own thing. I would mm. just do it 100% Watchmen style. Watchmen style. You know, oh. Really frame accurate. Really, really do it. Amazing. I don't think it would be that expensive, to be honest. It's not like a... No. I don't think so. It's kind of a, it's pretty gritty. But like, you know, there's that dialogue in there. It's just incredible. You know, the ring, the, the, the VO in that movie is just like, it's like, it's Frank at his best, you know, that whole, like, you know, the yeah. rain on my chest is a baptism or whatever. That fucking <laughs> just, I remember back in the day, so yeah, it was like, there was always the fan casting. And it was like Clint as like, Clint, back in the day, Clint could have done it. It would have been amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, That's they wanted the kind him. of guy you need, you know, some crusty. I think I remember hearing that, like, when it came to them trying to do a live-action Batman, Clint Eastwood was always on, like, the top of the short list when it came to that. Awesome. You know, it's hard to say who it would be right now, but, you yeah. know, you'd have to look around. Yeah. I don't know that we have, like, a, like it's obvious. You know? Yeah, but someone in their 60s or 70s, that kind of thing. Yeah, but you want, yeah, I, think in, I, think, I think probably in their 50s that they can play their 60s. You know, like early 60s. Because I, I don't know how old he really would have to look again. I think he's like still in his late 50s in the comic book. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, okay. I thought he yeah, was yeah. in his 60s. But still, that's old for, yeah, I don't you know, know, knocking around, fighting. I always love also how big he is in the movie. Oh, my like, God. Be, he's huge. Like, he's so, I mean, in the book. Because there's that yeah. old bit where he's trying to grab that gun and he can't get his finger in the trigger guard because it's so little. And, like, <laughs> that's, that's cool. Or where he's got, you know, there's that shot where he's got... Um, Carrie and he's like, you know, and she's just so small in his arms and right. just like, yeah, you just have to find some big fucking guy. It's like, <laughs> you know, you just got to find some big fucking guy, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, obviously, you could do like your fan castings and everything. And obviously, Ben's a big dude. And I think he like fit the mold of at least a live action kind of version of that type of Batman. But I mean, it seems like uh, Zach wants somebody just a little bit bigger than what Ben is. And I'm like, who is that? You're going to have to get a wrestler or some kind of Olympic champion or something like that. Who's huge? It's like, uh, oh, you know who it is? It's um, yeah. Howie Long. It's like Howie Long. <laughs> it's like Howie. You know, I mean, physically sure. Yeah, I know. I don't think I don't. When was the last time Howie Long was in a movie? Was it that firefighter movie that he was in? I know he was in Broken Arrow, which I love Broken Arrow. That's a great movie. Picture. Yes. No, I, no I, don't know, I don't know that he could play it, but I'm just saying. Head kind of, yeah, I I got, got, yeah. If you had Howie Long yeah. and like Robert De Niro, yeah. you stick them together. <laughs> so Robert De Niro, uh, you're Batman. Hey, well, yeah, you got to stop this. Yo. Yo, Batman. Is he saying, like, Robert De Niro for Superman? <laughs> no. Love it. Just kidding. But, yeah, there you go. There's his little pitch right there. That's his pitch right there when it comes to his uh, Dark Knight Returns, or at least, you know, what he's been thinking about when he thinks about doing that movie. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm like what I said at, uh, at the beginning was the fact that I thought we didn't need it. But there is so much there when it comes to that story. And if you want to do a true because it, it would have to be its own thing. That's why I understand why he wouldn't use Cavill or Ben Affleck, because it's very much its own thing with the mutants and everything and part of the story. And you got other characters that are in there, too, like Selena, Oliver. You got all those people as well that have to be part of that story. 
And I, you know, and I love the fact that he thinks it wouldn't cost that much. Yeah. And he, if anything, it would have to be, if you're going to cast these characters, it'd probably be a bunch of unknowns again. But obviously right now, we, it's not going to happen. I mean, it could happen in another 10 years. Who knows? If they decide to be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do live action freaky versions of our most uh, cherished comic books as opposed to doing like try to do this shared universe thing. Maybe the whole, you know, James Gunn's DCU is like not going anywhere or whatever the fuck. So they just like I always thought that that's the approach that maybe they should take is like, hey, why don't they uh, just do live action versions of their best books. I mean, why not just do that? But at the same time, I do like the fact that filmmakers and writers and everybody come in and take from those popular books and, and create their own stories for live action, just like what Zach did when it came to BBS and pulling from like pulling from, you know, Superman, uh, the death of Superman and of course, Dark Knight Returns and Birthright stuff. You know, he pulled from that stuff. So anyways, Anyways, okay, and then uh, let's see. Let's go to what's one that right now. We already saw that. Hold on. Where is it at? Come on. There it is right here. Now, let's talk about the naughty stuff when it comes to Twilight of the Gods. It's basically this. There's a king and his queen in a small Viking village, and they want to get married. An event happens to them at their wedding that causes Sigrid. Sigrid? who is the bride-to-be, who is the child of giants, to go on a crazy mission of revenge. She enlists a cast of characters, a seer, a dwarf, and they come together to form a band that has this one mission to find a god and fight him. It's a mission. It's a revenge story. Sigrid is this beautiful, very Scandinavian, kind of cold but passionate character that I've really enjoyed working through and with because she's just cool. Sylvia Hoax voices her. So a little update on Twilight of Gods. But he also said it's going to have a lot of sex. <laughs> That's right. I'm kind of thinking that, remember when we heard about his Wonder Woman pitch? You know, remember when we saw the image, the, the, the that image, you know, of her with all the heads and stuff like that? He was all about making... Wonder Woman, you know, very R-rated, very graphic. And then, of course, you know, there's going to be a lot there was going to be a lot of sex when it comes to that. I think he was like kind of taking that approach when it came to this. But, yeah, apparently that was also mentioned when it came to this interview was like, oh, yeah, there's going to be some naughty business. This animated series is not going to be, of course, you know, it's not going to be something you want to put on in front of the family. That's all. That's basically what's what I'm saying right there. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. We're all good with that. He's, you know, he's, he likes that. He likes, he likes to bring it real and uh, all about that. But, okay, so we got CCXP and let's see here. Got so many tabs open. Um, which way, where, where should we start here? And let's see, we got that. Hmm. We got that. Uh, no, we don't got that. Let's see, hold on. I don't think I, I'm missing a tab here, I think. But yeah, a lot of things were happening at CCXP, and I'm just going to go to the Rebel Moon Updates Twitter handle because they were covering it like crazy, of course. So many things. So let's go and let's see. All right, let's scroll up. Okay, so let's just kind of scroll through uh, this right here. 
So Ray Fisher, of course, was posting things, posting the costumes, posting the uh, the statues and everything. Apparently, there was some sort of like uh, you know thing where he can just like scan some kind of fake tattoo that you have right there. So that's pretty sweet. There's Ray Fisher dancing right there. We'll get to that. There's the the whole cast on stage, just having a good time. Good stuff. I think uh, well, let's scroll down a little bit more here. Because there's so much more. There's so many things that happen. Or maybe they just, no, nah, I don't think they, they didn't really cover as much. I thought they covered a little bit more. Eh, it's all good. But a lot of good things were happening there. Obviously, we got Ray Fisher as a hype man. This was happening today right here. Now they're in Mexico. So Zack Snyder and Sofia Batella are in Mexico right now. Hi, I'm Zach. That's Sofia. I'm Sofia. We're here in Mexico. There you go. Good little video right there. But we got this article right here, Men's Health. We know that Zach very much, uh, anytime there's something that's going to be Zach Snyder, Men's Health always wants to do an interview because obviously Zach very much keeps himself in shape. I mean, look at that handsome devil right there, you know, with the white beard and everything, with his, of course, V, his V, his uh, white V-neck. Looking, uh, looking sharp. Look at still. I mean, it seems like he's aging in reverse, right? And uh, obviously talking about fanboys, Reddit trolls, and Greta Gerwig. That's right. We do get a mention because obviously we got, we know that Barbie had a Snyder Cut joke in it. A Zack Snyder's Justice League joke in it. Some people were offended even though they didn't know what the joke was. When you hear the joke, it's fine. I mean, I, I chuckled. I thought it was, you know, yeah, chuckled a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. I thought the joke was fine. But it says right here, they all seem to have an opinion of Zack Snyder and his work, which most people have decided are the same thing. Love him or hate him, Snyder says, of his outsized reputation. A lot of intellectuals, I don't know what you would call it, a infant elite genre press people are kind of anti-me for whatever reason. He proceeds to quote an article that said Zack Snyder probably masturbates every time he says cut. Yeah, they always put him into this like hyper masculine bro type like, oh, yeah, you know, this is me right here. It's all but it's always if you if you notice, like usually when it comes to certain journalists or whatever the hell that put him into that category, they all look like Joss Whedon. <laughs> they mainly look like Joss Whedon, like the people who put him into that corner. They look like Joss Whedon. And I think they don't look like him. They don't look like him. That's for damn sure. They don't look like that guy. Uh, and he says here, uh, the person responsible for a billion. I, I was just like, really? You think that's a cool thing to say? Because you have this perception of me as some sort of super macho. I don't think I'm a macho dude. I'm interested in masculine tropes, but as tropes. It's like he, of course, he's a masculine dude, but he's not. It seems like, he, but he's not what they see him as. It's like they think that every day he's like just, you know, he's got cows that he's slaughtering and he's eating the steak with a fucking machete and being like, oh, Deborah, give me some more beer, you know, or something like that. It's not like that. And of course, they talk about 300 and, you know, they talk about nothing uh, crystallized his uh, divisive public image more than the relentless social media campaign run by fans demanding the release of Snyder Cut for about a decade. 
okay, that's bad reporting. It wasn't a decade. You know, it was we 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 did that for uh, four years. That was a quarter of a decade. You fucks. Come on. A decade about a decade. Damn movie came out in 2017. We started saying release Snyder Cut in 2017. And then the Snyder Cut came out in 2020. Even less than it. It was like three years. It came out in 2021. Right. Yeah. So four years. Yes. Quarter of a decade. You fucks. Anyways. Uh, and then handpicked Gal Gadot. Maybe they're talking about his entire run of the Snyderverse. Maybe that's what they were referring to. Justice League went through extensive reshoots by another filmmaker and the Frankenstein film disappointed critics and accountants. Snyder's Justice League took a mythical proportions. Fanboys rented a billboard. Of course, talking about all the campaigns that happened. And then this is where Barbie comes into when it comes to the Snyder Cut joke and Zack Snyder. The conversation around Snyder hit a fever pitch this past summer with a punchline in, of all places, Barbie. The moment arrives relatively late in the story, though it hits precisely at the film's emotional climax. Ryan Gosling's Ken has brought the patriarchy to Barbie land, brainwashing women into submission, but as the Barbies wake up, thanks to the powerful feminist battle cry delivered by America Ferrari, Ferrera, one of the dolls mutters, it's like I've been in a dream where I was really invested in the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Yeah, it was just that, nothing there. And uh, this is his response when it came to that Barbie joke. They gave us a heads up, Snyder reveals here for the first time. Warner Brothers' new CEO, Michael DeLuca, which, you know, I'm wondering how old this article, this, this interview actually is. But, of course, you know, he's had a good relationship with Michael DeLuca, was talking to Snyder's wife, producing uh, partner Deborah Snyder earlier this year. Okay, so there you go. Earlier this year. And he said... Hey, there's a reference to Justice League in the movie. It's cool and whatever. I hope you guys understand. We think it's awesome. This was hardly the first joke at Snyder's expense. He'd already been uh, pillared on The Simpsons, unreleased the Snyder Cut. We've all seen that as well. And on Amazon's The Boys. We've seen that as well, too, where they were kind of making reference to the whole shit show that was happening behind the scenes. But it was certainly the most visible. The Barbie movie has already, of course, made a billion dollars. And blah, blah, blah. He says right here, I thought Barbie was great. Yeah, I'm not shocked that Snyder actually liked the Barbie movie. And I think the joke was pretty good, saying it's more a crack about the fandom than it is about him. A, a, a hundred percent, he says, but on uh, the eve of arguably his most ambitious project yet, a two-part of blah, blah, blah. The thing that I said to Debbie is the thing that you need to take a second and think about is that your name is so seamlessly sewed, sewed into uh, sewed together with a pop culture phenomenon so big it can exist as a joke in a movie about Barbie. That's pretty insane. You just need to step back for a second and go like, whoa, what did we do? What happened? How is that a thing? And that's what's so great is the fact that when people talk about director's cuts of other movies, we always say release the so-and-so cut. That is now embedded into pop culture. So I love the fact that he's embracing that. And then there he is right there, of course, in his gym. And apparently, like, there was even something talked about when it came to, like, they were, like, throwing a barbecue and all that stuff. But, you know, whatever. Uh, that Snyder would uh, become the town's poster child for red pill bros. See, this is what I love too. See, again, this is this is Men's Health and who are the writer right here, basically putting a lot of the uh, the Snyder fandom as red pill bros. Wasn't his plan. 
It's like, yeah, I'm sure there's like some of that right there, but I think most most of the fandom are not red pill bros. And he quit to say he can't control his fans and wouldn't dare try. I don't feel like I'm the moral police of the Internet. And he's not. And he shouldn't be. I love it when always these people always go like, Snyder should disown these guys. They should, he should call out the toxic side of the fandom. It's like, that's not his job. That's nobody's job. If you have fans, you cannot control them. They are not yours to control. It's a pretty righteous move to assume that my morality is somehow above the morality of these people that I don't know. His wife argues the toxic fans are a tiny subset of what is an otherwise supportive community. Does Snyder feel misunderstood? Sometimes I do. Or, put another way, he offers, so you're like, oh, Snyder's a fucking male, toxic, masculine fuck. I have fucking nail polish on my fucking thumbs for fucks i want to say for fuck's sake so many f-bombs right there for god's sake yeah because he's got daughters <laughs> come on so ridiculous and there he is right there in his uh jeep or whatever uh oh that's the uh, the land rover land rover 1966 land rover beautiful absolutely beautiful so there he is right there probably sipping on some coffee uh, let's see. And then, of course, they kind of start diving into a lot of this um, right here. But, uh, you know, obviously you can guys read it. Yourself. It's stuff that we've already heard about Rebel Moon. And, uh, yeah. And then they, of course, talk about a little bit about Autumn, which, of course, may she rest in peace. Snyder has experienced more than his fair share of loss, as if loss isn't ever fair. I'd argue Barbie's Snyder Cut joke works better if you're not familiar with what has happened. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, talking about Autumn right there. So we don't need to go down that anymore. And there he is right there in his office holding on to a big fucking lens. And there's probably some, like, Easter eggs in there. Look at all the lenses on the table and, of course, all the stuff in the background, which he likes to grab which is good. And then, of course, they talk about Ray Fisher a little bit. And then they talk about the dark tone on display in Snyder's DC films was MIA when it came to, of course, Justice League. And the fans went full tilt, demanding the studio to release the Snyder Cut. Snyder declined to intervene, insisting today that it wasn't his place to ask his fans to stand down. I felt like my relationship with the fans is really one way. I give, I deliver, and I share with them ideas that I have. I'm 100% against anyone threatening and doing anything to bully. That's not cool, but that's too obvious. That's also obvious, I should say. Again, what else could you say? It's, a hard, it's hard to kneecap your fans when they're responsible for giving you maybe the most unlikely second chance in Hollywood history. True that. And then, of course, goes on and see some images right here as well. Uh, regardless how you feel about the movie, uh, I'm talking about this, uh, probably Rebel Moon, whether it's good or bad or whatever, or just movies in general, just existing as it does at that level, at the price point with those characters. Okay, he's talking about the Snyder Cut. It literally should not exist. And I'm incredibly grateful for the fans and for the circumstances that led to it because it really is a personal cathartic piece working out a lot of demons in a giant 1431, referring to the IMAX friendly portions i hate the circumstances but this is a true this is true of all things in your life a lot of times you find a turning point that is not the way you'd want it yeah so eh, that's pretty much i think that's all we need to talk about when it comes to this and then you know they go into rebel moon which we heard a lot about 
and everything. But then, of course, we have this right here from CCXP. Where are you at? Where are you at? Not that. Where is it at? There it is. We got Chef Snyder right here. Chef Snyder, and, you know, hopefully you're not hungry because the meat that is made right here and cut, Snyder's cut of meat right here is absolutely delicious. Poppy Snyder. By the way, what the fuck? Like Ray Fisher, like uh, uh, apparently he just was like, I'm going to keep on working out like crazy. Look at those fucking arms, man. Jesus Christ. Ray looking jacked still. He's like, I'm going to keep this up for sure. Of course, get that protein in, Ray. Got to get that protein in. So, yeah. Zach's impact, I tell you. Oh, if only DeLuca were the CEO. I know. He'd probably be doing a better job than Zastav. <laughs> well, eh, who knows? Bot reporters. Uh, did Dave just say circumcises? Yes, I said circumcises. Axel totally said that. Totally said that. Go eat your rice. Droga, the MonsterVerse movies post. Oh, okay, you're talking about that. Isn't Joss Whedon going to be in a new Godzilla movie? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, there you go, guys. That's pretty much uh, a lot of the updates when it comes to that. I'm sure you guys were keeping up on it. I was retweeting a lot of things like crazy. So, you know, it was a uh, it was a pretty awesome weekend. So, but let's get to these uh, the trailers that came out, huh? Let's get to the trailers that came out. So now, okay. So I want to get your guys' opinion right here in the chat. Furiosa. That's also been a little bit of a mixed bag. It's been a little bit of a mixed bag because a lot of people were kind of disappointed that there was a little too much VFX when it came to the uh, Furiosa trailer. Yes, it's noticeable. It can be noticeable. I mean, obviously, if you watch the trailer, uh, I mean, everything sounds pretty cool. But, I mean, I love the beginning of this. But, yeah, I know some people were not liking some of, uh, I mean, that shot looks really cool right there. Kind of remnants of uh, Fury Road. That's a cool shot. Interesting filters that are on there right there. And, of course, you know, there's going to be those those stunts. And, I mean, it, Chris Hemsworth looks insane, too, by the way. That shot right there, uh, you know, that's VFX heavy. But there's going to be a lot of practical stuff in here, I'm sure. But, yeah, a lot of people were commenting about the CGI. I swear, I, it, it seems like they made her eyes just like, you know, the center focus of, like, every shot. Her eyes always look like they're, they're, they're crystallized eyes, I tell you. Well, that's a pretty cool shot right there. Yeah, Furiosa looks cool. Did someone say, yeah, beauty? Okay, so some of you are saying, like, yeah, okay, it's good. I dug the trailer. I'm looking forward to it. It's still George Miller. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, but, of course, yeah, there was the boys. There was the boys uh, season two. Oh, oh, don't show that yet. Uh, which, well, you know, we won't go over the boys uh, season four. I thought that looks great. Can't wait for the boys. And then, of course, uh, they had the Fallout trailer, which I'm sure some of you, a lot of people are excited about that because everybody's been waiting for a live-action Fallout. And, you know, it's going to be a series on Amazon, which is cool. And like I said, Miss Nighthawk, at the beginning, she played the game. She played one of the games, so she was very much looking forward to that. And apparently it's not based on, like, a specific game. So they have free range to do, like, whatever when it comes to that. But 
How are we feeling about the Godzilla Kong New Empire? That's what it's called, right? New Empire trailer. How are we feeling about it, huh? How are we feeling about this trailer right here? Because this is getting a little bit of a mixed bag. It's getting a little bit of a mixed bag. And, well, we got some Junky XL, you know, score that's happening in this thing. This is a pretty good trailer. It's a pretty cut trailer for a, for most a of big human popcorn film. We believed that life could only exist on the surface of our planet. Seismic activity, why not? That looks cool. Reminds me of Transformers. Michael Bay directing this. Look at that, look at that. Look at something. What the hell? Kong has an infinity what gauntlet. What else were we wrong about? He's got a robotic arm. Welcome to my world. Won't you come on in? There's the big guy. This world has more secrets than we could possibly imagine. Miracles I And they also got little King Kong, little Kong right there. I mean, come on. Adorable or creepy? Huh? I think he's a little a little bit of both. He's so creepy, he's adorable. Look at those green eyes, man. He's adorable. What is that? That's not Kong. could have done this planet of the apes Jurassic Park Kong can't stop this on his own he won't be alone So this is a good reveal right here because obviously they're just kind of like building it up. They're building it up. They're like, everybody's like, where's the lizard? Where's the lizard? Where's the lizard? Here he is. What the hell? What's going on? He's going in full pink mode. He's ready for Valentine's Day. Whoa. together that's right godzilla he's been working out he's been getting his cardio in because that fat fu <laughs> that fat fucking lizard he's not been able to run ever except for in the roland emmerich version he was pretty slim um but you know he's a good swimmer of course but man this shot right here <laughs> i i mean crowd pleasing sure why not look at that they're running together God knows what they're running at. They're running at Thanos. Just kidding. Welcome to my world. Is that a mini Kong? 
See, I already know the the, the human story is not going to be that great. It's not going to be that great, especially after watching Godzilla minus one and that human story just being like one of the best. Yeah. And you guys still need to go see. And that's the thing. All right. So when seeing the mixed bag of uh, reactions to this trailer, is this movie going to be Godzilla minus one caliber? Absolutely not. Is it going to be mindless popcorn monsters and Godzilla fans and King Kong fans are going to enjoy it? Yes, that's fine. And let them enjoy it. Yes, it looks ridiculous. Same thing with Godzilla vs. Kong. I think I saw it twice. It's not like a movie that I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, the whole concept is like, oh, yeah, cool. This, look at those shots. It's all about like how it looks. And most likely, the human story is going to suck. It's not going to be good. And, it, and when I see the humans in this trailer, I'm going, yeah, I could already tell. This, yeah, that, that, that story, that whole little plot, it's going to suck. Okay, it's going to be all about this. But at the same time, if you want something that's, you know, that has a good human story as well as makes Godzilla be this Jaws-like force, this, this, ugh, you're afraid of him. He, anytime he shows up, he's not in it that as much. Go watch Godzilla Minus One. Please support that movie. Okay, this is a different, this is for a different, maybe not totally different audience, but it's for a different kind of audience. It's for the, for that, you know? I just saw people like talking shit to like saying like, oh, yeah, fans like talking shit about Godzilla fans. And I'm like, hey, you know, if Godzilla fans are loving what they're seeing with this trailer, let them have fun with it. Okay, I get it. You know, but some people just have to be like they have to be like the Debbie Downer and be like, this looks like it's like, well, I don't think they care. I don't think like the fans of these movies, I don't think they really care, to be honest. You know, there's, I don't think they're going for anything deep. When it came to Godzilla minus one, though, they took, they, they were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, this is, this is going to be a movie that's going to have some deep emotions that we're going to bring out in people. That's why I can't stress enough, like, how everybody should go see that freaking movie. Please go see it if you haven't already. See it on the biggest screen possible. So let's see how that movie did when it comes to the. Box office. That's right. We're talking about box office. And, uh, well, let's see what happened over the weekend. I mean, we had a couple of new movies. Like I said, I saw Silent Night. If you saw my uh, first reaction, hopefully you did and enjoyed it. We had fun with that one. But, uh, you know, sadly, knew that Silent Night wasn't going to be some kind of big, huge movie. It's John Woo, though. John Woo coming back. Uh, he hasn't done a movie in forever. It's been a while since John Woo's done a movie, and I'm a, I was a big John Woo fan because obviously, you know, you got your hard-boiled movies, and then of course the American movies that he's done, like uh, Broken Arrow, Face Off, and I will always, always defend, always, just like Mr. Stephen Colbert. We we totally are in aligned when it comes to defending Mission Impossible Two. I know it's like the one that people like the least because it's the it's not the consistent one. When you watch all the Mission Impossible movies, that one stands out as that was trying to be something way different. But I appreciate I appreciate what John Woo tried to do with that. And I thought it's 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 fun, guys. It's fun. But uh, here we go. Here's the box office right here. Uh, Beyonce, of course. Her little uh, concert movie made number one, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. So that made $21.8 million. So that was the number one this weekend. It's at 27.3. Jeez, those aren't Taylor Swift numbers. 
<laughs> okay. Um, and then, of course, we have Hunger Games. That's still up there. That's made 243.6. Not too shabby. I think the budget was a little smaller than uh, on that one, so it actually might make a profit eventually. And then we have Godzilla minus one, 34.5 million. Mind you, it does say that this budget for Godzilla minus one, they say it's $15 million. Now, there might be some more, you know, when it comes to the logistics of that, I mean, I always tell you guys that anytime they release the budget, for a movie, you could probably tack on 40, 50, 60 million dollars because they're not going to report the actual numbers. But I'm kind of wondering, since it's a Japanese film, is there something more with that when it comes to, you know, exchange rates? I don't know. I don't know how that all works. But but according to what was talked about, a lot of people were talking about is it cost 15 million dollars again. Again, studios in the U.S., take notes, take notes. Everybody's raving about this movie, and I hope it does gangbusters. I hope, like, I hope the the box office goes up, but take notes on how people are just nah, loving the absolute shit out of this movie. But there is a movie that they're not liking. <laughs> I swear, this is going to be the last time. Last time we talked about the Marvels. I, I think so because I think it's gonna it's they're gonna pull it from theaters because obviously it's it hasn't even made two hundred million dollars worldwide. They're probably gonna pull it from theaters. They're saying that two hundred and ten million dollars is probably what it's gonna what it's gonna get eventually. It's gonna get to there. I don't even know if it's gonna get to there though. And then of course they'll just put it on Disney Plus and forget about it because yep, this ended up not being it's just kinda crazy. Kinda crazy. Here we are, folks. Here we are. The first Captain Marvel movie did a billion dollars. And here we go with the sequel that should be, you know, that should be right up there at least. I don't know. It should be. Something should be happening when it comes to this. And it didn't. It just didn't. 197.2 million. Yikes. Just absolute yikes. What went wrong? I mean, a lot of things. Let's face it. There's a lot of things, and we've been talking about it to death, and everybody likes to talk about the superhero fatigue, but you know, but it's actually, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because this is what needs to happen. We had these superhero, the superhero genre was dominating the 2010s. Now we're in the 2023s, and people just want, I don't know, they just want to feel more. They don't want to just feel like, yay, like cheering and blah, 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 and popcorn flicks. They don't want to feel that. They don't want to just feel that. If you're looking at the reaction, so of course, Godzilla minus one, you can see that people want like a really good human story. They want a story and characters that they root for. And it's not just like, oh, look at they're flying around. They're using their powers and everything like that. They want more. We want more. But uh, yeah, so we probably that again, I think this might be I hope that this is the last time we talk about the Marvel's box office because, yes, it was reported that it's likely going to be leaving theaters soon and it's likely going to end its theater run with $210 million worldwide. And I'm going to compare that to The Flash. What did The Flash... The Flash ended with 270 <laughs> So even... I know. I mean, it's such a... Oh, man. What did Blue Beetle end up with? I'm just comparing it to some of those. Blue Beetle, 129. Yeah, okay. Smaller movie. I get it. What did Black Adam end up with? Because Black Adam, I mean, again, seems like Dwayne Johnson was on to something when he said that hierarchy changed. It almost made 400 million, 393. Just comparing it to some of the other recent things that came out. Uh, but yeah, so, anyways, go see Godzilla minus one. <laughs> okay, go see that. 
please. Godzilla, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, excellent, great way to end that story. That made over, that made almost nine hundred million. So, you know, at least the guy who made that is now going to be making some DC movies, and maybe some of that mojo can help it. That's what some of us can hope for, you know. Deadpool three, baby. All right, guys. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you want to be spoiled with Deadpool 3 stuff. I'm going to be talking about some Deadpool 3. I'm going to show an image that was released, though, that's not spoilery. Uh, first thing, which is, of course, showing Wade and Dogpool. There he is. We all know we've already seen the image of the ugly dog that is Dogpool. But uh, there he is right there licking Wade Wilson's face. And, yeah, that was pretty much it when it comes to that. But now, like I said, we're going to be diving into some spoilery things that have been spotted on set because, let's face it, this movie's going to be insane. But in Ryan Reynolds, I trust, okay? I trust Ryan Reynolds because it seems like anything that him and his crew put their fingers on to promote or whatever do a fantastic job. They do a unique way and a funny way of tackling certain things. And I think this movie is just going to... Make fun of the superhero genre, and it's going to tackle the, the crazy multiverse elements that, of course, have caused the MCU to struggle a little bit. That's the way I'm kind of looking at it. That's the way I'm kind of looking at it right there. But so the first thing, we got some set images right there that look pretty cool, them in their costumes. There's the three of them right there. And then, uh, I mean, it's not here. I'm just looking at Deadpool updates. They might have removed it, which I'm, you know, I totally get. Actually, it's right here. There's a saber tooth. There is a saber tooth right there. A saber tooth. And then, of course, there is this truck that uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name drove in uh, in uh, Moon Knight. So they got that truck right there, kind of looking similar to that. And then, of course, they got the car. Um, from Red Skull right there. So there's a little bit of stuff from right there. But yes, there was, of course, a saber tooth that was shown on set. But it was the first X-Men saber tooth with the long hair and the beard. So I'm kind of wondering what's going to be happening with that because leave, leave, right? Leave Schreiber, who played saber tooth in X-Men Origins Wolverine. I'm pretty sure he's going to show up in the movie too, right? So I'm, I'm guessing there's just going to be, I'm just wondering, the opening of this movie, the opening, I, I, could, I can guarantee this right now, the opening of Deadpool 3 is going to be absolutely insane. Sounds to me like, and he, it's just going to be Deadpool kills the Fox universe. It's going to take liberties from, you know, obviously Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. They're going to be doing like a play on that, but with the Fox universe. And they're like, and it looked like, eh, yeah. I think, it, but yeah, there was also a shot, of course, him cutting the head off of a saber tooth and holding it. And apparently, Toad is also in there. I'm kind of wondering if Ray uh, Ray Parker is that what his name is, the guy who played Toad and uh, Darth Maul. Um, apparently, uh, he's going to be in there as well. So there was that. But yeah, of course, you got those cars right there. Yes, Ryan, he is fucking awesome. And that's the thing. I trust Ryan Reynolds. I trust Ryan Reynolds to not just like, I mean, if anybody's like worried that it's just going to be crammed with too much stuff, I think I think when it comes to Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy and everybody involved, I think they really want to just, they're just going to be, it's going to be a parody 
It's going to be a straight up parody, kind of a parody of all these superhero movies. Superhero movies for the last 20 something years. I think this movie is just going to just make fun of superhero movies in the last 20 something years. And I hope, you know, and I think they'll be able to like handle it. It's going to be some crazy. It's going to be the cameos that everybody wanted for Multiverse of Madness that they didn't get, maybe. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Ray Parker. That's right. It is Ray Parker. Isn't it a junior? Ray Parker Jr.? I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be insane and I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, it's just like, it's. it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So if you don't want to be spoiled by, I mean, obviously, hopefully you didn't stick around if you didn't want to get spoiled by some Deadpool 3 stuff. But I know some people, I saw some people on my timeline complaining about that. And I even retweeted one of it. I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. Because uh, I don't like to really, if, they, if I know something spoilery, I don't like to retweet it just in case. But I did retweet about the Sabretooth thing because I was kind of going, all right, so they're going to do the x-men the first x-men movie variant and then leave schreiber is going to be in it later because there's no way that he's not in the movie as well maybe he's not i don't know but uh yeah i would say try to mute all that because there's going to probably be more and more stuff when it comes to deadpool 3 you've been warned you've been warned all right let's go ahead and get to some uh, twitter questions right here and like I said, guys, make sure you, uh, you know, appreciate you guys. Like one out of 20, how good? How good what? What's up? Oh, yeah, Antonio, how's it going, guys? Kind of just want to go back to the times where superhero movies were like they were back. In the, well, I mean, some of them have been like that. The Sony ones. The Sony ones have been like, they've been like how they were in the 2000s, I think. Definitely. All right. Let's see if I get any Amber Heard fans in my... I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Zing. All right. So here we go. Eric. So Dave, with Wish, and yes, Marvel's not doing so well. As you've noted, Iger's in trouble. Yes. It sounds like Iger is going to probably be out in the next couple of years. Did you hear about Elon Musk throwing shade at him this week? Yeah. Well, it was a response to Disney pulling ads from Twitter X. It made me go, how much Disney stock does Elon have? Hmm. Probably none. I don't know. But yeah, Elon just was telling people go fuck themselves. And I know a lot of people don't like Elon, but it was kind of funny. The reaction to Elon saying, telling Bob Iger and these people to go fuck themselves. I was like, and then all of a sudden they're like, why would Elon say that? How dare? Like this guy, why is he saying something like that? I'm like, wait a minute. During the whole strike, everybody was saying Bob Iger, go fuck yourself. But now that Elon said it, you're like, oh, wait a minute. I, how dare he say that? It was kind of funny. And I'm like, wait, I thought we didn't like Bob Iger. I still don't like him. Okay. Now, regardless of how you feel about Elon, I actually like the fact that he said, go fuck yourself. I do. I do. Because, yeah, Bob Iger, go fuck yourself. Adam, Gail Breath. Gail Breath? Gail Breath? How badly will Greta Gerwig destroy the Chronicles of Narnia? I'm not going to watch it. It seems sacrilegious. I mean, she's a good director. I could, I, I, I don't get, see, I'm not, I'm not one of those that gets into those ones. The fantasy genre has never really been my bag. I didn't watch, I didn't watch the Narnia movies that came out not too long ago. And yeah, I just don't really get into it. So, I mean, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But I, I, I think she's a talented director, so I don't think she's going to fuck it up. 
Adrian Woodbanks, Godzilla Kong trailer looked decent. Sort of feels like they want to pull an MCU with a MonsterVerse. But what do you think of that? Well, I mean, this is what's funny. is like when people were talking about that, I'm like, did you not see Godzilla King of the Monsters? Did you not see that? Because to me, that was already that was already that was the base of setting up this MonsterVerse where, yeah, there was going to be a team up and whatnot and everything. Godzilla 2014, 2014, Gareth Edwards. That one stands alone. That one stands alone as a true 100% Godzilla movie where he takes on, where he is the hero. At first he's menacing and like, oh shit, but he is the hero of that movie. And, um, but when it came to King of the Monsters, that's where I was going, oh yeah, they're definitely setting some shit up right here. So I mean like, and then of course you had Godzilla versus Kong. It's like, did you not think that eventually they were going to team up? That's what happens. That's what happens. It's, I mean... Like, I mean, look at BVS. Did, did people not think that Batman and Superman were not going to, they were just going to fight and that's it? No, they were going to team up. They were going to team up. Ronnie. When does Embargo lift for Rebel Moon? Can't be good that no one saw it a week and a half before release. Um, people did see it at CCXP. I didn't mention that, but yeah, they screened the movie at CCXP and people have been posting online, raving about it, been seeing mainly positive reviews about it. But again, with those early reactions at a convention that people are excited for that show up specifically for that, of course, they're going to be generally very hyped about it. So, um, I would probably say if the LA premiere is Wednesday, I would not be surprised at the social media is going to lift then it's probably it's going to be next week next week we're going to be most i'm I'm guessing that's when we're going to be getting the embargo lift we'll get the social media reactions and then we'll get some full-on reviews and brace yourselves folks because some of those critics out there still do not like Zack snyder so they already had their they already had their review written where they're just going to totally shit on his movie talk about it that it's uh you know they're probably going to say it's racist and misogynist and, you know, it's something. Well, they're going to put any kind of ist, ist in there. So, Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, question number one. With Sabretooth confirmed to be in Deadpool 3, do you think his role will be very small based off what we saw in the picks? Well, at least for that version, yeah. Question number two. With Zach coming out saying his Snyder verse at DC is over, is it safe to say now more than ever the cell crowd is living in a fantasy world they've been living in a fantasy world since i don't know how long they've been living in a fantasy world those guys i i i I, you know whatever i'm not going to just like make numerous jabs at them i'll make jabs at them every now and again because yes that hashtag is fucking stupid it's it's ever since i even heard of that conception i'm like that that's that's not how things work and uh i think it's a selfish hashtag because it's like well can we just like uh, let zach do all this original stuff as opposed to taking a break from all the original stuff and working on two big justice league movies for four to five years no 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 uh then question number three which member of the authority should have a solo project uh i don't know i never really uh i i I don't know enough about the authority to know which one which ones should have their very own solo project. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm, I, I'm not that familiar with the authority. Never really got it. Never read any of that. I, I do plan on doing my research and reading some of the books before, uh, before Superman Legacy comes out for sure, which is good. That's a good way to sell books. Uh, 
Devon Wooter, hey Dave, I just watched Inception. Love that movie, so do I. What's your favorite scene from the movie? Yeah, I think it's that scene right there. Like that that whole thing where where uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has to do has to fight the guys with all the gravity being all fucking crazy and wonky. Love that scene. Uh, I think James Gunn will give us the mask and the white eyes for Batman. I don't think so because I remember when Zach came on the vodka stream, I think for the first time that Zach was on the vodka stream, I asked him when it comes to Batman, did you ever think like maybe you could pull off the white eyes with the standard, the standard bat suit? And he said, no, because an actor has to emote and act with his eyes. There's a lot that's happening with his eyes. And if you think about it, if you've seen like all the photoshops or whatever, when they put the white eyes on Ben or Michael Keaton or any of the Batmen, it doesn't quite work because, yeah, there's a lot of emoting that happens with those eyes. Now, obviously, when it comes to the mech suit or, you know, the solar suit or or the suit uh, or like when the lenses came down in dark in the dark night. Yeah, sometimes you can have brief moments of that. But overall, it's like, yeah, you really can't pull off the white eyes in the standard bat suit. But maybe somebody can and maybe, I don't know, who knows? Coin uh, Trail G, when Zach's, well, when's Zach back on the vodka stream? Hopefully soon. Apart from uh, Rebel Moon questions, can you ask him about Sucker Punch Director's Cut? I did last time. If we could uh, see that soon, a trailer or Twilight of the Gods soon, and Horse Latitudes. Yes, I did ask him about Sucker Punch last time, and there was the whole logistics of like who owns the property. So that's what was holding up a director's cut when it comes to that. So maybe I'll ask for an update on. I'll ask for an update for that. And Twilight of the Gods, we did get some information today too, and uh, Horse Latitudes. And then yeah, I mean I probably will talk about maybe doing a graphic novel or some kind of like you know when it comes to his JL story. Oh man, can you imagine? I mean, everybody's always talking about the animation style of what could be the animation style if they decided to do Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 and 3. Imagine they did it in anime style. And we all know that Zack Snyder's an anime fan, so he actually probably would really like that style. And then finally, Mr. Nobody. Hey, Dave, with the last few Godzilla and King Kong films having a low box office performance and being pretty much 95% CGI, focused at what point will the studios give up or change directions probably because after seeing the reactions to godzilla minus one maybe personally i like them all not super great but very interesting what can they do better make it like godzilla minus one i mean they're all going to be cgi heavy if you want to like do more they're going to be cgi heavy there's nothing nothing you could do about that i guess but uh, but I do like the fact that there's so much Godzilla content right now. I haven't watched the Monarch series, but I do plan on watching the Monarch series. And everybody's raving about that. So pick your poison. Pick your poison. Go watch Godzilla minus one. That's the, that's the fucking cinema you're going to get. That's the beautiful cinema you're going to get when it comes to Godzilla. Watch the Monarch series. You're going to get some more beautiful stuff. Good human stories, I'm, I'm guessing. 
And then when you want to watch this popcorn and popcorn flick and not really think about it, and you're going to just see a bunch of big, huge monsters like fight each other and team ups and everything, go watch Godzilla New Imp- Godzilla Kong Empire. You have your pick. There's like three different fucking things that have to do with Godzilla that are out right now. Or there's going to be out. Obviously, Godzilla and Kong is not coming out until next year. So you have you have a variety, at least. Nothing wrong with that. It's like the same thing when it comes to, to the superhero genre. You have, you know, hopefully you can have some variety. Now, sadly, when it comes to Marvel Studios, it didn't seem like there was much variety. It seemed like everything was kind of just cookie cutter, same thing kind of thing. But then, you know, every now and again, they threw a little monkey wrench when it came to James Gunn and Gardens of the Galaxy, especially Volume 3. And then, of course, when he had Raimi come in for Multiverse of Madness, a little bit of change. So a little bit better right there. So anyways, uh, I want the animation to be similar to the blood of Zeus or Legends of Vox Machina. Okay, what if Zach teamed up with Bruce Tim? Hmm. Is Bruce Tim still doing stuff? I mean, they're, they've worked together before. Yeah. Is he still doing stuff? Oh, yeah. L Necron right there. Still, you know, he's putting the hashtags right there. That's fine. Keep on pushing that. Keep on doing that. I know. That's that's what I was thinking, Axel. Jay Oliva should be a part of it, if anything. Uh, but, yeah, so much that's coming. Anyways, guys. All right. I think that's it for uh, today's show. Appreciate you guys watching. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell as well. And uh, members, if you want to become a member, hit that join button. Become part of the family. We do a members-only stream every Wednesday. You know, I try to drop a little tea and whatnot. Drop some tea last uh, last member stream. Something that's pretty exciting. So yeah, if you want to be part of that, go ahead and join. Join the family, or you got the Patreon. If you want to join the Patreon family, an event, you know, and we'll get to a Patreon stream. I know it's like it's December. It's the holidays, so it's a little bit like, you know, it's. It's, uh, you know, it's a little harder, you know, when the holidays are around. Cause it seems like every weekend there's something happening. So, but, uh, yeah, if you want to do that or follow me on the various sock meds, do all that. Anyways, guys, love you. Members, I'll see you uh, Wednesday. And everybody else, I'll probably see you on Friday for the Vodka stream. All right, guys, talk to you later. Mm-hmm.